Hello, welcome to the High Hops Podcast with your host, Bradley Y. With me, as always, future I guru. I knew you were going to say <laughs> Phoebe Ward. I wish. I would have seen this bloody year happening, wouldn't I? Yeah, well, future in terms of beer. We're back again for the last episode of the year, a little late this week, because we got to the weekend and we realised there was no way we'd be able to drink. <laughs> oh, well, the I wasn't working. Beers? Yeah, we realised we wouldn't be able to drink all six beers and have Phoebe legally be able to go to work. <laughs> no, so, I was working weird times yeah. each day, so... So it just kind of didn't work out, so we Sorry. got to today. We're literally just recording this ad, we're about to upload it. But we've done three already. Three beers, Do yes. you want to explain what we're actually Do you doing? want to explain, because this was your idea. It was, but you're the beer guru, so... <laughs> You have ideas. I mean, the point of this episode is largely down to we're going to be just chatting about beers, the uh, the future of beer. I think that was my phone from over there. I think it was. Um, the well, future of beer. Uh, and to sort of what kicked that off was Honest Brew did a pack, which I'm sure a lot of people have tried anyway. Um, and they collaborated with six different breweries from uh, around... The country. UK wow. and Europe. Yeah. And... Uh, basically went, hey, uh, you know, what What do you see being popular in the future? What, what's the future of beer for you mm. at the moment? So that was kind of the idea. So each of the breweries went away, had a thought uh, about what, what that meant to them. Mm-hmm. And then they produced a series, which you could buy. I think it came out first for um, members and then came out afterwards for regular people to buy. And it came with a glass. So, it did, which I'm drinking out of right now. Which you are, yeah. Um, so yeah, we've we've had we've had the IPAs, haven't we? Because we yeah, we've primarily had the hoppy ones. First. Do you want to just run run down what were the breweries they collaborated with? Okay, so um, I can't remember what order we did it in, but we've got Polly's. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Brauerstuhlmostau. We've got Whiplash. We've got yep. Crack. Yeah. We've got Verdant, and we've got Wylam. I believe we've had a couple of those from before. I think uh, two of those, uh, they always seem to be on Honest Beer. Uh, Honest beer. So I've had them yes. before because of Honest Beer. And I think one of them we did before for... Before altogether. For, for altogether, yeah. I think we've... Did we do a crack altogether as well? I believe that might. I think so we did two from the altogether. Mm. We were made aware of them by the altogether collab. Yeah, yeah. And the rest is history. I think that was partly why I signed up to begin with uh, as a member because I was like, oh, I need to get... I want to get these all together beers and they seem to be putting them on there. So I was like, oh, I'll try and grab as many as I can. Yeah, those are the ones you we got. couldn't get locally, basically. Mm. So we've already, like we said, we we basically decided that we wanted to to try them, but we didn't want to drink all of them on the episode because otherwise we were going <laughs> to... Some of them are really strong as well. Yeah, they were. They ranged, they started at like 6.5 as well, 7%. Am mm. I right in saying that? Six point one is the uh, yeah, lowest I- ABV. In so these. I was like, "Well, we'll, well, we we decided we would pick the three that interested us the most, and we both decided that wasn't any of the IPAs." <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, though we did yeah. make notes. Yeah, um, we made notes. We'll tell you what we thought. We'll talk, of them. we'll talk about them as we go through this. So, what are we? What have we opened first, Phoebe? Because it wasn't what you wanted to open first. It was wasn't. It? Oh, I need to burp. No, I was actually hoping to open the. Um, Stu Mostow one, but we have opened another one, which I was actually... I think it's because I really wanted to open this one. Yeah. And this is the um, brown ale. Which, yeah, I think we both were like, this is interesting. Well, you know what? I 
I really like brown ale, and I think I've discovered that this year. Mm. Um, from the likes of uh, who's done one? You're right there. Northern Monk have done some nice. Have done a nice um, brown ale. Uh, Case have done a nice brown ale. I just really liked brown ales. Mm. Um, so I was looking forward to And it's also by Wylam, who are Geordie. So I figured if someone's going to make a nice brown ale, it's going to be a Geordie, right? Yeah. Um, and I'd quite like you to pronounce the name of this beer, if you would, please. Give me the can. Because I want to hear it. <laughs> Painting the Toon Brun. Which I'm supposed to, I assume, is, is the incorrect way of saying painting the town brown. Yeah, but in Geordieland, they'd say Toonbrun. Fair enough. Yeah. And there's also a little note on the side, on the other side of the can. Oh. It's like a little message. Uh, you've gone past it. I'd like you to read. What is the taste of tomorrow? Given what's happened in 2020, who knows? But if you slug this impy boon doon, <laughs> you're not going to our bothered what tomorrow <laughs> tastes like anyhow. <laughs> Enjoy. Smiley face emoji. I think it's a winky face, actually, which is quite cheeky. Uh, Oh, yeah, winky face. Um, You're right. I believe it said out, O-W-T, which is like now. But the most important thing, on the scale of (laughs) Name to future beer. Have you tried some? I have. I've been trying some. So it's not just a brown ale. No. It's a... Oh, it says it different. It's an imperial... Canadian maple syrup brown ale mm. at 11%. And what they've said, because uh, it came with a nifty little uh, booklet here. Cheat sheet. Cheat sheet. Also, it, it would have been great if we were sponsored by this. So we're not sponsored by Honest Brew. So um, Wylam, which are based in Newcastle upon Tyne, mm. uh, they claim to have roots in both modern hoppy beers and traditional cask ale. Uh, they were looking at kind of flavours. So the unique perspective of flavour. And kind of the old and new coming together. And this is something I've noticed is like, especially just from my my opinion and what I've seen coming in the shop is like older brews are coming in. So bitters, brown ales and like lagers being really popular and is getting more and more popular and also cider. Oh, yeah. um, so I think they've noticed that. And yeah, they wanted to kind of do almost like a sweet stouty type thing mm. with it as well. So they've mixed old and new, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. And obviously, it was this is why I, where I knew I'd gone wrong when I poured it. It was a lot darker than I was expecting, and that's because it's a brown ale and not a sour. Yeah. So what I would say, um, obviously, it's very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's definitely not a traditional brown ale. Have you had a little taste yet? Um, Have you? Yeah, taste? I've had a taste. It's very yeah. It, it tastes more imperial stout. Which it does. Is why it tastes like, like stout. It's a it's a brown ale. Mm-hmm. I have expectations as to what I think a brown ale is going to be. Yeah. And especially it's being from the Southwest where if that brown ale feels very much like the, the you know, the um, camera got to be in a keg kind of thing. And this isn't that. This isn't what I'd expect it to be. No. Um, it's also, it's a lot stronger than a brown ale would be. Mm. And you can feel that. Um, yeah, yeah, 11%. It's very sweet and very sticky. Mm, um, yeah, I just dropped it. I ripped some on my hand. <laughs> so it's not what I expect from a brown ale, but mm. I mean, they. I think what the the point is is that they want to bring brown ales a little bit more to the forefront and why not have like a kind of gateway one if you're into your stouts, first of all. 
Yeah, yeah, I get that. That's what I would think. But mm. um, yeah, it's nice. It's very, very sweet and sticky. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what do you think? Um, I mean, I would just agree. I, I like it as a, you know, it's the it's different. Like I've just said, it was different than what I'd expect a brown ale to be. So if you're trying to do something different, mm. which I think, you know, I guess we won't probably have that much to say on all the IPAs, but I guess we would say we were going to like pick one we have drank mm. to one we're going to do. And just going on the first one, crack. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, let's not use that because I feel that's a bad example of like how it doesn't change it too much. But like Verdant, mm. like Verdant's IPA, everyone knows what a Verdant IPA is going to be. And both you and I, like, as we cracked it, <laughs> poured it and went, is this going to taste like another Verdant IPA? And we poured it, we drank it, and we went, Yep. Yep. That's a Verdant IPA. Yeah. Um, and I've even written a note here where it's like, I'm not really sure how it's that different than any of their other drinks. Do you want to say, like, the Verdant one? Do you want to say, like, what What so, did they say? So the Verdant, it was called Sounds Like Science, and it was a dipper at 8%. Mm. And, I mean, I think out of all of them, I think we were most interested in what Verdant we're going to do because I don't, like you said, it, we didn't expect too much kind of change. And that's what happened. Um, so what they've said is they've used... So there's four hops in the dipper. Yeah. And they've revealed that they used Mosaic and Citra. Yeah. You know, two classics. But then they've used two secret hops, which they're not going to tell us about, that they reckon will be, like, a big deal next year. Oh, oh okay. So there's some sneaky hops that they're... That there's the kind of the point of it. But then, like, if... I don't know. I feel like... If you're saying you're using some sneaky hop, and I'm still drinking it, going like this kind of tastes like any other verdant drink. How do yeah? Ha- has it made that much of a of a difference? Yeah. You know, is it still pretty similar to the kind of hops they're already using to get their flavor profiles? And obviously, I know a big part of like that verdant taste comes down to other factors outside of the hops. Mm. But it still hits all those classic verdant tastes for me. Yeah. Well, so I think some people have been like. They thought of styles. Some people sort of thought of the hops. Some mm. people have thought of techniques. And um, from what what is read in the actual um, booklet, yeah, I think you know they've kind of just said you know the hoppy beer. It's gonna be it's gonna be around for a really long time. So it's still a beer of the future because they... I mean I think Verdon <laughs> hope it's gonna be around for a very long time because otherwise I, I think I think it will be. I mean it already <laughs> has been around for a really long time. So yeah, they've got. What they've called biotransformative hop extracts. Mm. Um, yeah. Biotransformative. And I kind of wanted to kind of guess what kind of hops. Okay. Because obviously towards the end of the year, Sabro's gotten really big. And now we've got Talus, the sister of mm. Sabro or daughter of Sabro. Yeah. And I kind of thought it might be Talus. But it didn't feel quite as dank, so it might not be. But they might have just put Talus in there and not revealed. Or it might just be experimental hops that don't have a name yet. That could be. So, uh, Bradley, yeah. as I've said that, you know, I've really gotten into my brown ales mm-hmm. this, uh, this year and stuff. What, like, style of beer do you think is going to be, like, like the the big deal in 2021? Do you think something new is going to pop up or what do you think? I think it's hard to know if a new style, because it's never going to be a new style that gets popular, I would have thought. Um, <laughs> I mean, that said, you know, I'm sure Haze came out of nowhere like it was... It'll be it'll be things that like well haze for the longest time, and we still know people that look at that and go, "Oh, it's really hazy." Like, no, 
And we've spoken to a lot of people this year who have said that, you know, new hops or new techniques or new styles only come about as a new, I'm doing new in quotation here, because at one point they were considered in the, the wrong way of doing it. Like, oh, you, that's not feasible. You know, oh, a beer shouldn't be hazy. Oh, you shouldn't be, you can't use that hop because it's not viable. It's too expensive. And as we push forward, there's always like new ways, new ways of doing things. Like mm. people are trying stuff and like, you know, we wouldn't have gotten haze if, you know, brewers hadn't started going nuts and uh, and and just trying it out. People people liked it, and it, it's what sold. Yeah. So I, I think it's hard for me to say that there's a technique. I don't I don't know enough about techniques that aren't being currently used. Well, you know that, how there's like cycle through. There but, are seasonal patterns, aren't there? Yeah. So summer lagers, mm. and as it gets colder, it's the darker bits, right? Uh-huh. Um, but lagers kind of and pills stuck around quite a bit this year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and obviously we had we had a hoppy beers and stuff like that, but I think I was seeing a lot more lager and pills. I, yeah, I was going to say I think there's going to be a push away from the hoppy beers. Like this is where I mm. get this. You know, that's why I think Verdant's a good point to make about this. Is like I think, I mean, I and I I don't know. Like I I look at Facebook craft beer forum and like it's still very much hoppy dominated a lot of the time. Oh yeah, because it's easy. But like for me personally doing a lot more exercise this year and being a lot more conscious about what I'm drinking. Like, those hoppy beers mm. aren't particularly... I guess we've seen a rise in a lot more session... Session beers. A lot more breweries just, are doing sessional or just Or just other styles that aren't quite as high ABV. Like, I can, I definitely can drink a lot more sours now mm. in the evening or lagers than I ever could big hoppy 8% beers. Like okay. I used to be able to, like last year, and I'm sure I'll get, I'll get to a point again where I'm I am able to. <laughs> Did you just spill more beer? No, I didn't so. spill it; it just sloshed. Um, but I'm sure I'll be able to get to that. But like for me personally, I think that depending on if I'm in a minority or a majority, if more people have the mindset that I've currently got, I think there will definitely be like maybe, yeah, maybe not necessarily like everyone's going to be a sour and a lager drinker, but I think, yeah, the lower end will stalk sort of kind of maybe make a, a bit of a return. Cause I think people are going to be more conscious, especially next year. Like when we are eventually loud back out, yeah. people are going to be more thinking like, Oh, more health conscious. I need to go to, yeah. You know, I think people now are thinking, well, I'm trapped inside, so I might as well just enjoy myself, which is totally fair. Like, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a totally fair, a totally fair way of looking at it. Like not everyone has to be like, I need to be strict, but like, I think when we, are do go back outside i definitely think there will be that a lot more people than coming into oh hang on a second i need to yeah what what am i consuming so unlike the other end of that um not that they they're not going to be strong because you can get so i think there's going to be a lot more darker but not like not stouts and not porters but like brown ales um black ipas black lagers and Mm. bitters i think we're gonna see a lot more in the year to come yeah um because it's like a more traditional i think people will feel i don't know like cozier about it i think people are gonna get more experimental with malts yeah 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 and dark malts and things so that's my guess Mm. that we'll see some Darker styles that aren't stout, stouts and porters. Okay, yeah, I get um, you. Especially seeing as, like, the north of Adit, the worst in this country. Mm. Um, and that's where all those styles come from. And I think people will be reminiscing and yeah. stuff over those those beers, essentially. Yeah, that's fair. And just from what I've seen this year and what people have been enjoying, I think that's that's my thought anyway. 
Yeah. Yeah. Shall we finish this one off and we'll be back on to the next one? Yeah, it's heavy this one, isn't it? Yeah, right. We'll uh, crack open the next one. So we're back with our next one. What is our next one, Phoebe? So we are now having the um, sour from Stu Brostow. Okay. Now, yes, previously we've had a Stu Brostow from the All Together, and they are based in Poland. And I can't... Ah, yes. I'm pretty sure... This is a pastry sour, by the way. I'm pretty sure... Mm-hmm. I think... Did we like the Stu Brostow one? There's one that was really weird. Uh, what, of all together? Bullhouse was the weird one. Stu Brostow. Of all together, right? Yeah. I think, well, I mean, and also, I also, like, don't want to use that as an example because they no. were following a recipe and certain people said, like, it was open to interpretation. Yes. And some people have said, like, we changed it to actually make it better. Yeah. So you don't know whether the worst ones were just, they that was what they had at the time or they followed it beat for beat and it just didn't turn yeah. out well, very well. Well, it was the fact that this was a sour that interested me because we haven't had a different style from them. It was uh. like a... I think theirs was a West Coast. No, no, theirs would have been an East Coast. Um, so this is a nectarine and raspberry pastry sour at 6.1%. So this is the lightest of all of them. Um, sniffy, sniffy. Sniffy, sniffy. Oh, I can smell the pastry in it. <sighs> oh. It smells very sweet. Most of the sours I've sniffed recently have smelled so sour and funky. And then they haven't been. Or they really, really have been. Um, but this one doesn't smell, so I'm I'm hoping it's not super sour. Mmm. Mmm. That's lovely. No idea. It doesn't cut. Oh my god! What is that? It's a sour from Stu Moss. But it's not. It tastes like. Oh, what does it taste like? Sour. Mm-mm. You know what? This actually. I mean, this this is a bad thing to compare it to. But I had a parsnip soup. <laughs> And like I took a I took a sip of this and was like, why is this reminding me but of parsnip? But it's like, snip but it's sweet. Had? It's sweet in that way, though. You know how parsnip is sweet, but it's a yeah. vegetable. Yeah. Oh, this is nice. Okay, so, um, basically, so they've all paired up with Honest Brew, obviously, <laughs> as um, we'd stated at the top. I don't know how much they've come together with them, but they've said their focus, Brew, brew Mostel's focus for the future, was local ingredients. Yeah. And I love that because obviously. The economy's shit right now. <laughs> that is true. And I'm sure it's the same in Poland. Um, so shopping locally and independently should be the future to, yeah. you know, fix things. Yeah. So I think that's absolutely amazing of them to say. Mm. Um, yeah, we place a great importance of using the abundant fruit harvests of Poland in our brewing. And they wanted to showcase their dedication to that moving forward. Mm. So... I love that so much. I think, you know, they've they've thought about it and they've thought, you know, not only like what not only do we want to create a great beer, yeah. but what do we want in the long term for our beers? Local businesses. Exactly. That's fair. And um I mean we've had a New England by them, but apparently they're like kind of based really close to fruit orchards and vineyards anyway. Yeah. They're native I could I'm gonna say Roclaw. Is where they're kind of near. Rocor. Rocor. So W R O Claw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they're quite passionate about creating fruit, fruited sours and beers. Yeah. Um, which obviously we haven't been able to try. Yeah, we've only tried their yeah. either East Coast or West Coast version of altogether. Yeah. So if their sours are and their fruited beers are anything like this one, mm. 
then they may be my favourites. Because <laughs> this is absolutely amazing. Yeah, no, it's so just nice. very good. It's like, it's tart, it's not sour. That's, yeah, that's true. It's a good way of thinking it. It doesn't cut in, it feels like it just kind of like hits your tongue pleasantly. And it's like a vanilla pastry. Mm. You know, like a Danish. Mm. That's what it's like. Um, the malt they've used in this is Pilsner and wheat. Didn't expect it to be a Pilsner malt mm. at all. And it's soft enough that it could could have been oats in my mind. Yeah. Um, the hops in this are Columbus and Mandar- Mandarina Bavaria. Mandalorian. Obviously, yeah. Nectarine and rat. This is lush. I kind of wish we'd had this slightly more cold. This is a really nice summer well, beer. We've left them out on the table. You fool. <laughs> Easy access. I'm I'm in love. It's a lovely uh kind of well smoothie colour. That do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, it literally looks hazy. like it's been juiced. It's a yeah, natural fruit colour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it looks like some you know, you're on a this reminds me of when I was a when I was a kid and I used to go around kid called Adam Humphreys. That's a that's a callback to anyone I know who's listening to this podcast. <laughs> and uh we used to get fruit from his garden and blend it and this is just what I'm reminding me of over the summer how old were you when you did this this must have been like this would have been at secondary school so wow. somewhere in between me being 11 and me being like 15 yeah definitely before us yeah you can imagine a little uh little Bradley middle to upper class Bradley skipping <laughs> around the fields of Somerset middle to upper class when did I graduate well you're in the middle aren't you skipping around the fields of Somerset Picking berries and making making. It wasn't drinks. a field; it was his garden. All right, calm. Yeah, down. but it would probably be a field, wouldn't it? No, it was a pretty the... big house. Exactly. I'll point out when we next. I think I'll have point out when we go through the room. Anyway, should we talk about <laughs> a beer that? Yes. We've already drank. Uh, so should we go to crack? No, let's do Polly's. Polly's, okay. So, what I went first last time. So do you want to go first this time? Sure. So Polly's uh, was tastes of tomorrow, which is quite. Like, you know, Disney's is... Yeah, it just reminds me of the future world. Great, big, beautiful tomorrow, that. You know, we used to go on the uh, hyperspace... Oh, wait, no, sorry, I Space did. Mountain. I didn't. And now it's just called Hyperspace Mountain because it's a Star Wars ride. You're talking about the Paris one? It's the same in America, apparently. It's all Star Wars themed now. Oh, I thought space, like... Because um, Paris Space Mountain was different anyway, wasn't it? It yeah, was well, like, the one in America was the the one in America was the original one, obviously. Duh. Um, <laughs> but it was like, no offense, America, but your your Space Mountain in America is pretty. I don't know why we're going. We're reviewing rides now. But no, here we but go. I, you know, Space Mountain in America is boring. You sit in like a children's car and Good. you go. That's exactly Ooh. what I want. And there's no like it's it's the you know you know it's disappointing because it's the barbell. Like it's the way it comes across <gasps> no. your lap. See, right, okay. and you immediately. Well, let me finish. You, you immediately like put it across your lap. You're like, well, this is gonna be boring. <laughs> And then you just kind of like go around pretty slowly. And then you go to the one in France and it literally is called like Space Mountain 2. It's like, whoa, this is the is sequel. It? Yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was Space Mountain 2. So, and then you sit down and immediately yeah, yeah, it comes from above your you. Shoulders, now, yeah. I will I will preference this by saying this is great when you're an adult. When you're me, me as a child who is well, me tall as enough to get on this ride. Me and as an adult. Uh, yeah, there we go. Um... <laughs> Your head comes just between the two, like, armrests or headsets or God, head you bits. always talk about this. So, like, my head was just absolutely just battering around. So my ears just got absolutely... This is probably why I've got, such, why you got sm- such small ears. Maybe. They this, stopped growing. Yeah, they just stopped growing. They were like, well, <laughs> we've had too much damage in our lifetime. Oh, no. Um, 
But right. yeah, okay, can I... a great ride. Oh, yeah, it is. Well, it's not. Well, no, you can't so, say that. You don't even... You haven't even right. been on... Oh, you have been on This Disney. is the problem, like right? I, I love Disney. I love Disney World, blah, 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 blah. And I've seen, like, videos of Space Mountain online, okay? Primarily, the videos online of Space Mountain are American. So I don't really like rides. I don't like roller coasters. I think I'm going to die. So I watch Space Mountain videos, and I think, I could totally do that. That's absolutely fine. Go to Disneyland Paris with my sister. And I sit, like, there's this, this ride... Space Mountain, um, but it's how do they describe its design? What's it? It begins with a uh, B. Oh, future. Oh, um, B. There's a video game that's like oh, uh, Bioshock is what you're thinking yeah. of. Um, I yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. That kind of like um, future metallic. Yeah, it's f- like neo uh, future kind of. Yeah, I know, what you, I know. What there's you're a word. About. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hope people are screaming. We're cogs and things. I yeah. mean, they're probably screaming going, isn't this about beer? Why are we talking about Disneyland rides? <laughs> but go on. Shut up. We're having a chat over beer. This is what everyone's missed. Um, so, yeah. And I uh, got on it. I hate rides that do the clunk over your shoulders because I know it's going to be serious. Mm-hmm. But my sister was next to me going, it's fine. It's fine. It's not even, it's not even that fast. All right, words, just a bit of caution. If any ride comes from above on, on its bar, mm-hmm. that thing is going upside down. Yeah, I didn't... I, That's never not a rule. This is what my sister said as they were doing the countdown. She well. went, oh, I think we go upside down on this one. Oh, mm. oh my God. So, yeah. But Polly's. Why would you, oh, that because it's called... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Back to the beer. Um, this is a DDH dipper at 7.8%. Yeah. So, th- this, I say this, we're not drinking it right now. We've already drunk it. They focused on the hop Sabro. As oh, wasn't this about the divert? Yeah, they're the um, hop of divisive the hop. Yeah, so we've got a lot of sabro now. So maybe when <sighs> they maybe when they were brewing this or writing this, it just come about. But I wouldn't say it's the hop of. I mean, it's a very good hop. We do it like. just come about. How sabro's been around for a while. There's no way this is that old. I don't know. Isn't no, it? they would have. They would have done this. They at least all would at have the had, end they, of this year. They all would have had to have brewed. They would have had to do the marketing and everything. So it could have been a it long would time have been, ago. No, it would have been this year at the very least. And Sabro's not been around. Of course, it'd be around. this year. But I mean, but Sabro's been around for more than just this year, hasn't it? No, Sabro's only come about this year. Blimey! That's why when we got the pellets on the Yukimi episode, all right, all right, all right. I get you. All right. I'm asking. I'm asking dumb questions. No, 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 it's fine. Because that's what people want. I don't know how early <laughs> on in the year it was, but yeah. there you go. Um, oh, it isn't a 7.8, it's an 8%. My bad. There we go. Um, are we talking about... Yeah, we are. Uh, so, <laughs> they're based in, in Wales. Did you know that? I thought they were Manchester. Polly's, yeah. No, no, I knew they were Wales. I keep forgetting. I keep thinking... Do you we in... spoke to the guy with the hair? And you were saying yeah, the guy with in... the hair, I remember him. What? You Actually, to be fair, you say that to anyone who knows about Polly's marketing guy, and they're like, oh, yeah, him. He's oh, well known. The guy on the on the Zoom. The, the, the marketing Zoom guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, can't remember his name. Sorry. Is that, begins with an A. Is it Adam? Don't know. Uh. Um. So yes, they've. Uh, yeah, they've just kind of thought you know Sabro is a is a trend. Like they've gone for trends. Here you go. Mm. You're now saying it's style trend or whatever. Yep. They think bold hop forward beers are going to retain their dominance. Um, in the next year or whatever. Yep. Uh, this doesn't mean that there isn't room for evolution within the style and Polly's inclusion of the hotly debated Sabro hop uh, that the distinctive mega juicy flavour was once so decisive. So do we know anyone that doesn't like Sabro as a hop? Uh, Katie doesn't. Right, okay. 
She doesn't like the coconut. In fact, Sam doesn't either, really. She doesn't like the, the coconut. The kind of coconutty flavour puts people off. Because that's the question I was going to ask. Because, like, I guess, I guess for you, if you don't like this as a hop and your concern is this is going to be included in a lot more beers over the next few years, that's an issue. Nah, but it is... You, sorry, that was really aggressive. Nah! Um, people know that it's like a love-hate hop. Mm, it's the Marmite yeah, kind of hop. So. so I think breweries will keep that in mind, for sure. Mm. Um, but what we thought of it... Yeah. Um, I thought it was quite green and bitter. And it was intense. I couldn't finish it. You couldn't, could you? It you actually really, left it on the table. You, I got... It, quite a bit of it I went down the sink. I don't disagree with you. Whoa, down the sink. Not because it was a bad beer. It's just I could... And that's coming a year that Polly and Polly and one other brewery are at the top of our list in terms of like Polly's is every great breweries this year. The uh, vessel is full of Polly's at the moment, because they've been so supportive of yeah the what's been going on. I mean, Day have been knocking out of the park in terms of like beer, but like Polly's has been knocking out of the park and so many different ones and supporting uh tap Mm. tap rooms, not tap rooms, yeah, bottle shops, yeah. Um, no, that's true, but I just I couldn't finish it. It was too much. It was too strong. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I've just literally put... It took you ages to uh, drink it too. Yeah, no, it was a while. I've just put, yep, also an IPA because <laughs> I had it after the Verdant one. Um, it was different though to the Verdant yeah, one. Yeah, I get what you mean. I mean, like, yeah, we, we both drank the Verdant one very quickly, which is like, yeah. you know, in a way, you can't knock that. You know, we both said like, oh, it's definitely a Verdant IPA, but then we both absolutely demolished it, so... And what you what you would yeah what are you gonna do? Mm. But yeah, I get what you mean. I um. It was heavy. Yeah, I guess that kind of that if if it's that intense, maybe that's the point where we're like, well, maybe we don't like Sabro if it's that concentrated. Yeah, but that brings me on to like the next question I was gonna ask. Oh, well done, good segue. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, what do you think the next hype is gonna be? Next hype. I mean. It's hard this to... doesn't answer your question. This oh, is just well, a this is a, this is a tangent thought. Oh dear. Which is, um, obviously, like for the longest time, our hype. We spoke about this in our series um, with beer shops about the hype beer of the week was always centered around the Friday Friday evening. Like, what's the next? What beer that week is like new? And what's everyone having? Mm-hmm. And then when we went into lockdown, that kind of became like all the breweries were like absolutely just like going like, here's this new crazy thing. <laughs> I mean, like literally look at like... To get the beer out the door. Well, yeah, but like they were just, I mean, just to sell like online, like, and they were saying direct to customers. So suddenly mm-hmm. like they were completely cutting out all the middlemen in terms of the business, uh, breweries side of things. Like yeah. we're cutting out distributors, we're cutting out... Um, Not all breweries, just... Not all, no, no, not all, but like the ones that were like seeing it as like, we're just going to release a hype beer. And they felt like, it felt like it was happening almost daily. Like mm. new brewery, the same brewery as well would be just releasing a new crazy beer yep. that day. And then t- a day or two later would be doing another one. And it's like the thing with marketing as well. What what So what my main point there is, is like, will, will, beer shops when everything's said and done will they be able to get that back now that it's been lost now that the hype beer has kind of like been taken out of the the beer shop will that come back to the beer shop because i i like that i i miss it being like much as i say to you like we shouldn't be just reviewing beers because that was what was crazy that week mm, yeah i do enjoy going into 
um, vessel or any beer shop and just being like, well, what's, what's, what are people talking about? Yeah. It makes me sound like I'm being like a social butterfly. No, I'm not. No. But like just being able to I go in and like talk been, to people about that yeah. beer. Well, that's what people have been having to do in the shop. Like, because obviously we're not all in there and they're not talking amongst themselves. They ask mm. me, they go, what's everyone talking about? What's yeah. everyone drinking? So I, you know, have to kind of pay attention. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I think when it comes to those kinds of hypes, the breweries that have got really good marketing, um, even for people who aren't like crazy into craft and are on the craft forums, mm. might get an ad for a ice cream, mega, super crazy beer on their Facebook mm. and they might click on it and buy it. Mm. So it's like in this whole lockdown situation, it was, you know, let's make this epic beer that, you know, the people that are signed up to our newsletter will see, but also someone who who just sees it on Facebook would also be interested in buying. Yeah. So it's that crazy, crazy. Um, I don't see that happening next year. I think it's died down already. It feels a little bit like, I mean, I'm, let's just say, Northern Monk were definitely guilty of this. Mm-hmm. Like, Northern Monk absolutely were guilty. And, like, we can't pretend, like, middle middle part of the year was literally just we the totally, Northern Monk yeah, power hour. We totally bought into the hype. Because, like, but it definitely feels like they're not as aggressive as they were in... Right. May, June, it's like it felt very aggressive around then. Whereas now, like, it feels a lot more mellowed out. And this hasn't really answered your question. Like, my actual answer to your question, I guess, about what's the next right. hype. I think it's hard to it's, that. That's a hard thing to know because the hype is weekly. That's the thing. Like, it can be. Yeah. My hope is that we get that back. Really, that weekly hype. So I'm In not answering your. I'm, I'm not answering your question. <laughs> I'm taking a question and repurposing it for what I want taking to answer. Taking it away from me. Which is, which is a politician's move. It is. Can I answer? <laughs> so um, from the grapevine and from what I've been seeing coming out, which is like the opposite. Of from what, the grapevine. From Fuck, what? I hate that saying so much. Oh, I could have used it for this. And Birdie told me. Shut up. So <laughs> um, it's completely contradictory to what I thought few months ago Mm. and that is that things are getting stronger again yeah so my kind of prediction you're laughing at the cat no no, i was just laughing because you the the, the phrase things are getting stronger again they are getting stronger um yeah my prediction is that tippers and quippers not even dippers tippers triple ipas and quadruple ipas are gonna so completely opposite of what I said on the first point about basically. like it getting lower. <laughs> so obviously, I mean, we haven't actually spoken about this on the podcast. I'm surprised you haven't brought it up. Um, Cloudwater have released, I think, a few in like exclusive beers oh, for beer shops. Yeah, Sam got it in yet? It's gone. Bloody hell! We've okay. missed it. We've missed two. I missed the beer that no. I totally may have also. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We've missed two editions. There's going to be another one, though. But anyway, yes, Bradley, would you like to just dip into that? I'm, You're taking I'm, credit for? I'm not saying I took credit for it. I'm just saying that when Paul from Cloudwater said, what do people want to see us do? I said, and I didn't see anyone else saying it, a beer that's only released in bottle shops, similar to what Don Zoko did. Because Don Zoko had just happened at that point, Indie and I think beer, I was yeah. very much like, "You need to do. You should be doing something like this. You've 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 yeah. done. You've you fucked up this year, and you <laughs> they did, and they, they did. need to do something that um, gives back lifeline. Because there's a lot of people right now that 
don't like you and you need to do something. And and quite rightly, there was a there was a bottle shop that came back to me and just said, like, well, how does that really help? Like, and I'm like, I get it. You know, I, I'm not a business. I'm just seeing it from customer mm. side of view, side point of view. But like, yeah, I I I did that. And then and then he did respond back and said, like, well, what style would you like? And I was like, I'd like a stout, but I I think the majority of people are going to want something ridiculously hoppy. Yeah, and this beer. Is ridiculously hot. It's, it's, it's a tipper. So I'm not saying that I created this beer, <laughs> but if someone else wants to say it, you're more than you're welcome saying to. It was totally your idea, <laughs> and Paul responded like, "That's a great idea." So it was totally your idea. <laughs> uh, yes, thank Bradley for the exclusives. Those that have actually um, decided to take. I mean, I've not even tried it, so I'm really hoping I get the I know, third right? release. Yeah, it's weird, um, but I've it's, I've seen it. It says thanks for the support or something, which is hilarious. Um, but. Yeah, that to, who's that to the customers or to the to the bottle shops? I don't know, but they've they've done a lot of um, damage control recently. Um, well, yeah, but I mean, oh, that's another episode. Yeah, it's entirely. a total different yeah, yeah. episode. But yeah, so they went crazy. They went out with a tipper, which is weird because they were the ones that were like. <laughs> that sounds like the breweries closed down and they went out with a tipper. Well, but no, they, they it was weird because they were the ones that were like, we're lowering our ABV because we want to be. We want to be responsible. Of the year, that was the point. That was, they even like Sam was saying that at the beginning of the year. Go back and listen to our episode. Um, right before lockdown, yeah, he was saying like you know Cloud Water are championing this idea of like lower ABV beers. Mm-hmm. We got an episode coming out um out, out next year with with Anya from Cloud Water, mm-hmm. where she's talking about like Cloud Water's kind of like her yes. and yeah. Paul's kind of like um philosophy and mindset in terms of like low abv beers maybe this is more of a this is the way the trend's going they're moving this direction and then they'll try and shift it back at some point Mm. to where they i mean because i get it like most businesses right now it's not about what they want it's about what the customers are gonna do yeah and and that's the most important thing but it's also interesting because it's more expensive to make these beers Mm. there's more ingredients involved yeah so it just it surprises me, but that's what I've heard and that's what I've been seeing. I've been seeing the numbers, the ABVs creeping up. I've been seeing the numbers rising. I mean, even in this set, ABVs are higher. Yeah, I'm feeling it on the second and, one. And uh, we, I mean, we're, we're still signed up to patrons, let's be transparent. And uh, that box we got today is crazy strong, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's like two low, there's two two low uh, low beers and the rest of them the are like... The rest are crazy. I think the... the there's a 16% they're all around. No, 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 14%. I think they're all around like the ten to fourteen yeah. kind of ballpark. But then, when has Northern Monk ever really done lower yeah, do. ABV? Oh, was in lower ones. Not like not all the time. They started to, and they had that one in the last pack. That zero point five, the non non alcoholic, low alcohol one, was actually really nice. You liked that one, yeah, I yeah. Did. I, I oh no, that is that, that is a non that is a low. It's a low ABV. Point five low is like is what same as saying. orange juice, you know. Yeah, I really liked that one, but that's that's an episode for the future. That is an episode, right? So I think, should we move on to yeah, our last beer? Let's finish this. And we'll move on to our last beer in just a second. That sounded like the opening of Hop Forward podcast. Alright, I see how it is. We listen to other podcasts. Oh, I meant like, we've been doing that the whole time we've been going. I think they've been going longer than we have. That's very true. This is going to be intense. We saved like the three really rich beers. For one evening. <laughs> so, uh, we are now on to Whiplash, which has been 
probably I, I want to. It's not a highlight of uh, my year, but one of their beers is definitely one of the best beers of the year for me. So Whiplash, not the highlight of my year. As in, I haven't had that many of theirs. I understand. So Whiplash are based in Ireland, Dublin, uh, and it's called Let It End. <laughs> so Ben and Ronan, if you ever listen to this, we're definitely going there when I next come to Ireland. Hell yeah. Um, and this is an eleven percent imperial stout. Yep. Uh, um, yeah. Um, so it's a French toast and maple syrup stout. There's lots of maple. Oh, oh shit. Phoebe's <laughs> just dropped. I the, can't uh, reach that. Can you? You're so close as well with your hand. Like just that's a it. little bit to the right. Oh, hang on, viewers. One second. Viewers. <laughs> I nearly can't reach. Okay. Sake. Sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, so, so okay, so primarily I wanted to have this one on the podcast so I can be like, their session beer is yeah. bloody brilliant, mm-hmm. um, which we got a chance to try um, not long ago, literally a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, so good. So I was like, I need to talk about that, and it, I did. So, <laughs> but what they've said about this one mm-hmm. about um, this future thing yeah um is more about technique and uh equipment Mm. so what they've said is the advancement of brewing equipment and the ever-expanding knowledge of craft brewers is certain to influence the tastes of tomorrow uh so they've done a rich and decadent imperial stout and it's created by their state-of-the-art custom designed site in dublin oh so this is more on the technical this is their new side yeah so this is I mean, I will, one thing I will say about all of them, it's good that they've all, and I'm sure Honest Brew made sure that like everyone went in a slightly different direction so it wasn't just six of the exact same. We all tried Sabro. Well, um, But like, yeah. it's good that everyone went for a slightly different angle. From what, I mean, from what I've gathered from this booklet and also the cans is that Honest Brew have actually had some play in... Yeah, of course. Maybe not the brewing process, but the conversation. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... You know, as far as a, um, like a box that you, what's the word? I don't know. Box that you subscribe. Okay. A box that you subscribe to. <laughs> they said that uh, they've got a futuristic mash separation technology. Ugh. To concentrate the warts and densities rarely seen by humankind. Right, so if anything's more, fu- how can you get more future than what they've written? Very true. Um, they keep the boiling to a minimum to preserve the nuance of the malts. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so they've this is meant to be really dense, but has high drinkability. I'm scared. I'm not taking a sip. It feels dense, it's but 11%. I'm not 100 percent sure about the drinkability right now. French toast. I need to burp again. Let like it end, it maybe does. dark, but it also is sweet. I just want to say, I usually edit out all of Phoebe's burps in these podcasts. I'm not editing them out this today. <laughs> it's Christmas. I ain't working. So <laughs> I'm adding in music. I'm adding in slight alt changes, but... It's Christmas Eve, Eve. Christmas Eve, Eve. Oh, my God. On the can, though, it says it's rich and vicious. <laughs> I haven't tried it yet. Shall I try it? I'd say rich and vicious. It smells very imperial. It's very biscuit base. Is it? I'd say that. Feels like a literally feels like a digestive biscuit space. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you still I muted bit... you. I muted it. I right. swear. So for those interested, the malts 
in this are Pilsner Crystal, uh, Aromatic and Chocolate. The only hops in this are Columbus. This is actually really nice. This is I thought it was going to be a bit more sickly than this, and it's not. No, it's uh, yeah, it's not sickly. It's just very thick, dense. No, it could be denser though. Like a star. I think the um, the malts have given it like a. I want to say the word rough, like a rough. Yeah, I get that. Which kind of lightens it in a weird way. Very. That's very weird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, it's not sticky, like the maple stout, maple brown yeah, ale no, I, that we had. Well, no, this is lighter than that. the brown ale, and they're um, the same. The same percentage. Yeah. Um, no, this is nice. This is lovely. Getting it's roasty. Strong. Roasty is a good word. Roasty. Roasty toasty. Roasty toasty. Um, what else did they put? That's kind of it. That's kind of what they've said about it. Um, so yeah. they obviously. They've obviously uh, got all the technology up there, and they're going nuts with it. Well, yeah, I, I, it's interesting that that um, the process of being able to mash, because mash mashing, from what I understand, is a very hands-on process. Like it's usually done by people. A lot of the time, yeah. So this is this is done by machines. Most likely because it's a well, it could be machine and man. Although it does say because it's about no, hang on, to, it says rarely seen by man. Well, yeah, it says like oh. being at a mash higher. So I'm very interested in like okay, so what would that do for the other other areas of of brewing where yeah, you're really being able to pack that down, I guess. Rather than thinking of mash as a verb, it is also like a noun in a way mm. because it's the mash, the mash, I did the monster mash. Yeah. Um, so you remove the mash. Mm. from the bottom of the boil or whatever. Um, I just read this and it made me laugh. So it said, uh, blah, blah, blah. Also having lo- loads of French toast and maple si- syrup added for some reason as well. <laughs> they just added it. Uh, if you want a picture of the future, imagine a brewer throwing French toast in a mash tun forever. <laughs> I know, right? I don't, I don't know. Maybe they just had a bit of fun with it, which is good for them. That's fun. Um, I've enjoyed this series. Oh, we haven't finished because we had. We one haven't more. finished. You got some question. You got a question. Oh, no, we got one more bit to talk about. Yeah, right. Uh, no, we. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> also that. So we also the first one we drank completely. Spoiler: uh, You already you really enjoyed this series. <laughs> I really enjoyed this series. Um, no, the first beer we had in this whole series, crack. yes, was by Crack, uh, spelled C R A K, and they are it's based crack. in Padua, Italy. Even though it's not an Irish... Even though we're drinking an Irish brewery. No, we're not. Oh, we are right now. Right now. Crack feels like the name of a brewery that would be from Ireland. What's the crack? What's the crack? That's good crack, you know? Except they're in Italy. Except they're in Italy. And it's called Grapes of Tomorrow. Yeah. So do you want to explain what that means? I can try. Um, So it's a DDH IPA of 7.5%. Yep. And this brewery... we Again, we've had their beer in the All Together series, so it was a, a Nipah. Um, so very different from this one. Uh, they're based on it's really really old brewery, based on a vineyard, kind of. So kind of like um, Firestone Brewery. Yeah, you yeah. cannot be on your phone. Sorry, right now. my friend is messaging me to say whether it's too late to post um, <laughs> a Christmas card to us. <laughs> to be fair, we gave some out today. <laughs> um, yeah. So they. Yeah, I think it's kind of like Firestone Walker in that they've got a strong vein in vein. Vein. Oh wow, that's a good. Uh, that was a good uh, use of the uh, God, I'm so smart. term there. I know. 
That was an accident. Don't even try and pretend. It was, but it, the fact it was in my brain <laughs> for that sentence means I'm smart. Um, yeah, they, uh, they're they in like the wine scene. So they used um, the wine must yeah. of Moscato Giallo, Giallo, Giallo. Um, so, and it did, it tasted like a wine. You didn't think so. Yeah. Did you? No, not, I mean, I, I, so I, what I immediately pulled out from it, which is what I've put in all caps, dry. It was very dry. It was like, very like, dry. Like a, like a dry that's wine like though. a wine. Yeah, yeah like no, a dry I get wine. that. Like, I was like, this is very dry. And you were like, well, yeah, like, like the wine. And I was like, yeah, that makes, that does make sense. Yeah. But they stuck with the New England style. Mm. Um, but they added, so I actually, this is really funny. I was in Vessel and by coincidence, uh, a lady came in that worked in a winery. Um, I don't know where it was based. I think I think all over the place, but yeah. they provided the wines, the grapes, sorry, for um, for the beer we had and we reviewed with Wild Beer, the grape. Yeah. So yeah. what was it called? Was it Grape Modus? The, the most recent three we did. Yeah. Uh, oh god no it's grape edition and it was yeah. the blend yeah okay so that one which I've got another no I don't have another bottle from my fridge that lady um, her company provided the grapes for that ah. so I was talking to her about this beer and I was like oh it was crazy and she knew the the specific grape that I mentioned because mm. I've written it down um, like a nerd yeah because you know we have a podcast grape nerd <laughs> and yeah she was like oh yeah they use the like uh, James was saying the tannins of the yeah the skin of the grapes and stuff, yep. blah, 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 blah. Um, so that was really interesting to kind of come across that, even though I just drank it. But I really enjoyed it because it did. It tasted like a nice, soft... Let's actually look at my notes on this one. Yeah. I said it was dry, can taste the wine essence. It was strong with a steady body. 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 body and it, it's, it lingers. I just... I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. That's fair. I was... I was going to say, across all three IPAs, was kind of nonplussed about all three of them. That one was the best IPA in the whole pack. Interesting. I got, I'd buy it again. I have literally put, not something I see drinking in the future. I disagree. Very That's fair. Think but about I would the... agree, but I would agree. Out of, like, all three IPAs, it was definitely the one that I was like, okay, I get the intention by the, the brewer. Different. It was right? definitely different. Whereas Verdant... Same, Polly. The thing is, I drank it, but it was you know, hardcore. you didn't drink it, but like it was you know, I've had that. I felt like I'd had it before. I think we're going to see a lot more wine within the beer industry because mm. we've had a few hybrids popping up mm. toward the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so was it? Oh, fuck's sake. Can't remember what the beer was called, but it was a hybrid of cider, beer, and wine. Yeah, we've been seeing wine. Coming into a blend. Obviously, we've had barrels for years, but like as in actual... I mean, yeah, I say there's been wild beer doing actual their, their weird stuff for the last however yeah. long. But like actual grapes and fruit. Yeah. And obviously, we've spoken to Honky Tonk. There are a lot of similarities between the two industries. Yeah. So I think we're going to... This is just a prediction I've got right in my head right now. I think we're going to see a lot more wine and beer collaborations. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, what have they said? That's kind said. of it. That's kind of what they said. They said that, you know, in Italy, obviously, wine is a big deal. Well, should we... We're getting late. Should we wrap this up with some some of our last oh, points? Yes. I mean, just one of the final thoughts on the series. You you said you enjoyed this. Really enjoyed the series. I didn't think I was going to. Yeah, it's been good. It's been a nice kind of like... 
I like the idea. I'd like to see us. I mean, maybe not every year, but I like the idea. I, I like the idea of like looking forward to what, like looking forward into the future of mm. what beers potentially might end up being. It's yeah. always hard to say. You never know. But like, it's a good opportunity for a brewery to maybe, if they were sitting on something that they didn't want to just release as a one-off because they didn't think it might sell. Yeah. I guess it's a good opportunity for a brewery to go like, this is an idea we've been thinking about. Does it work? Does people Do people like it? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm nice sure, I'm sure um, other breweries, other subscription services have done different variants of this kind of theme. Mm. Um, also, I, I, uh, Craft Beer Channel did it last year where they predict what's going to be big. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. I'm, this is nice because it's from the breweries themselves. This is the first time like, we've been able to do it. Well, yeah, this has been the first time we've been, yeah. Yeah, very like, true. How fun is that? So, on that... Um, what breweries do you think will you see more of or will progress in the year of 2021? What do you think you'll see loads so, of? It's interesting because, like, if you'd asked me that last year, like, in terms of, like, what breweries are still going to be, like, I would be, like, breweries that are still going to be big. And, like, maybe this is me, but, like, there are certain breweries that, like, I'm sure if you'd asked me, like, the end of last year, beginning of beginning of the year, I'd have been like, oh no, this this brewery is going to continue to be big because that's what I was drinking all the yeah. time. Well, that's what a lot of people we were didn't drinking know all as much the time. Then. I still, I still, I feel like I drank more last year, this time last year, than I did this year. Yeah, but I don't think we're as, we weren't as in the hubbub. Yeah, but I now go like, well, I, it's hard. To, I personally think like where the industry is going to be in six months. Like people, like there's definitely been some like staples, like, Cloudwater, Northern Monk, and North Brew. Those three continue to feel very stable in the industry. Whether they'll, they'll any of, you know, one or any of them will, like, not sell out, but, like, they, get, they keep getting bigger. Mm. But, like, they all feel very, like... Consistent. Consistent in the industry. Like, they're not really going away. They've mastered almost every aspect of Style. beer making and styles. So I think, like... I think it's a it's a brewery that like feels big now that will definitely by the middle of the year go and there'll be another brewery that we just weren't expecting. You're aware of, but like something will just blow up because like to me, Daya and promote uh, Daya and Polly. Uh, Polly, two breweries that I was definitely aware of this time last year, but was not drinking their stuff anywhere near the amount I was drinking. And like, I, and I won't even say that that's like a oh, it's always at vessels, so I buy it. Like Polly, like. I went and bought their stuff from their, them as a brewery. And it's the same with, I've done the same with Daya. Like every, you know, my dad goes places and he's like, oh, they've got Daya everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely think those two breweries have definitely gotten bigger in terms of like... Do you think they're going to get even bigger in 2020? No, I think personally, not that they'll go away, but I think someone will, there'll be another yeah. brewery that will like step it. Like This is something we haven't really been able to, like, because we've only been in this for like a couple of years. Mm. We haven't been able to see, like, the turnaround of different breweries. Mm. Like, I think, because it's, like, and it's not even, like, the styles change. Like, to me, like, 2018, 2019, people were, like, eating up Verdant's IPAs. Mm. And people are now, it feels like people are now just demolishing, like, Daya and Pomo- um, and Polly. Verdant, definitely, they're not as, like, hype, like, uh, you know, I'm sure... Three years ago, Verdant was the, oh, look out for Verdant. Mm. You know what I mean? Or four years ago, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think I've gone like the opposite end. 
So obviously I have an advantage here because I work in a beer shop. Yeah, you hear things. Um, Yeah, I hear things, I see things, whatever. So I could, like, the first brewery for me that comes to mind is Beak. Beak Brewing. Oh, yeah. They've only just kind of, like, appeared in the last couple of months in my world. Yeah. And Cloudwater have been going nuts on them. They've had, like, a Zoom with them. Yeah. They've been selling their beers. They've been pushing their beers, like... But then do people... So as a business, you do that. But as a consumer, do you respond? Like, it either goes two ways. It either works because people go, well, if Cloudwater are backing them, I'll give them a go. Or do people, like, resist the kind of, like, push? I don't don't think so. I think, especially with Cloudwater, whoever Cloudwater talk about and put a spotlight on, people are like, well, it must be good. Mm. Because, I mean, especially if it's Paul, like, it's... If it's a beer that they like, the professionals like, yeah, and they have words to say, which they've had a lot to say about their beers. Very true. And obviously, we've done an episode on it. And I think I've, I, I, I'm not, I, I didn't really enjoy them that much. I really liked their porter. I, I, I will say, I mean, I've got some in you the fridge. So I've got some yeah. more in the fridge. Well, no, because there were some I didn't like, but like every beer I've had since then, and it's not been the same as the ones we drank on the episode. But mm. every beer I've had of theirs that wasn't on that episode because I think Lulla was my favourite of the three it yeah. was the lower ABV I think and I did Sam say would time, agree with you with that I did say at the time like that's definitely a preference in I am preferring low ABVs at the, mm-hmm. at the moment so if you can nail on that low ABV beer I'm in mm-hmm. but like every beer I've had around those ones I've loved I've got two in the fridge at the moment I'm really excited to drink um, I, I wouldn't disagree like I definitely yeah. think that like they've they've Honest, I don't know where yeah. they were at the beginning of the year right Are they, did they start in 2020 or were they around I'm pretty sure they started in 2020. But, like, they've definitely ended the year in a good position. Crazy good position. So if they're able to play their cards right and keep this going, yeah. momentum going, then they should be in a really good place for 2021. 2021 is going to be their year. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like, we've gotten in... And they are everywhere. Like, that's one thing. Like, Verdant for Verdant, like, I go back home... To free And the two two beer shops they had beak on did they have beak yeah i've not i've not we've never had like one of them had sorry three actually one of them had like light bulb from verdant the other two didn't they both had beak and i've not really ever seen verdant there so i'm I'm, I'm just using verdant as an example of like one that's big like but beak right now they're in dairy in every beer shop i go into they're that yeah they've yeah they're crazy they've got crazy big we have sold out of quite a few uh, we've got new ones in recently, so it's something that we're continuing to get in. Yeah. Um, other breweries I've said are Pipeline because we love Pipeline, but also oh yeah, just yeah, nailing it. Also, you mentioned Pipeline on the other side of my notes right here. I got their light location wrong, and what really annoyed me <laughs> is I have three notes at the top of this board. <sighs> one is the name of the brewer, Johnny. Mm-hmm. The second is the name Pipeline, and the third is. St. Agnes. Oh, so I'm not God. quite sure how I managed to say oh, you messed Baum of so, so many times. There you go, guys. St. Agnes. There we go. But anyway, sorry. But yes, I think um, he's, I mean, Johnny's just, you know, ex- expanded in a way and he's, you know, given up his other job to do this full time. Yeah. So this is going to be the time. I think Pipeline is amazing. I love Pipeline's business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 2021, again, is going to be another year for Pipeline. Uh, Baybrook, you've had quite a few lagers of theirs in your advent calendar, and also I've seen them flying out the shop. So keep an eye on yeah. in regards to lager, Baybrook. Yeah, yeah. And another little brewery that have just we haven't even tried yet, but they've popped up. 
in Vessel, and that is um, Mobbly Brew House. Yeah, I don't know how they're brewing out of Vessel, but somehow they're just Shut doing up. it. Shut up, no, as in, like, the beers have popped up in the fridge. They just, like, <laughs> happened, like, they came overnight, and then everyone's been buying them like crazy, and someone said that it was their beer of the year, and they've we've only just got them. So mm. I'm just saying that now, predicting it now, because that's what I've heard. Um, I hate it whenever someone does that. Oh, I hate That's my number one hate. What? Not just about beer, of anything. When, like, in the first month of a year... Someone always goes, I know it's a bit early to say, but I think this is my my something of the year. I'm like, shut up. You've got 11 months of the year <laughs> to do stuff in. You do not know that this is going to be, not even the beer of the month, the beer of the year. That is ridiculous to say that. Yeah. Like, just save it, buy another one. Then at the end of the, oh, you can't because no. it has an expiration date. But so, if you're yeah. able to like teleport it to the future, then try them all. Well, my customers will be like, they'll say this is my beer of the year throughout the year until, you know, and then they'll cap like they'll judge the ones they've said that about right at the end of the year. you got to make a note, man. Make a note. Yeah. But yeah, I hate it when people say that the first month of the year. But look out for Mobbly Brewhouse. We'll have to, I think I'm saying it right. Who knows? Mm. Um, we'll have to do something on them at some point because everyone's been talking about it. Should we, I'm going to move us into our last question because we're getting quite late. Yes, so let's I know. do this. This is a long one. I need to burp again. Right. Once again, not editing out. Oh, she didn't actually They're the burp. silent ones. Silent but dead. So the only thing I've got left is um, what are your hopes for the future of craft beer and this industry? Mm. For 2021 and the future. Going. I don't know. Um, I, yeah. hope, I hope that... Look at me putting down the beer as if I'm about to make an important point. Um, I Personally, I think that the way that there's always new breweries coming up like new people that homebrew and people that drink beer in this industry feel like they're in a position where you can enter it there are so many industries in in this this country in this world where you don't it's the barrier of entry is really difficult Mm mm-hmm to be able to like compete with people or just enter it and just be a contender. Yeah. Craft beer has been an industry that's like really interesting for me on the fact that someone who can homebrew one day can just suddenly go, I'm going to give this a go at selling it. Yep. And become a contributor to this industry. And my worry that this year has meant people double down on the breweries that they, they like and and I know that there are some people that have gone like, oh, well, you know, I've been able to try new true try new breweries through lockdown, and that's great. But I think it's it's hard, and the fact that like um, people are buying direct from breweries has meant that people are going less to beer shops, which means it's harder for new breweries to kind of get in their foot into doors in the areas that they wouldn't be. Like it's great to sell local, but like it's. Did you mean breweries or beer shops? Beer shops, sorry, I mean to say. Um, you know, it's it's hard for you to kind of get into an area that people wouldn't have heard of you if you're a brewery. If you're starting up somewhere remote, you know, you rely on people. I'm not just saying beer shops. You rely on people from other towns to, like, bring you in and give you a chance. Mm-hmm. That's my hope. I hope that the, the, the industry continues to stay uh competitive i guess is my is my kind of point it's yeah. like i really enjoy it is as great as it is to have the big boys always providing solid um beer i think and we've hopefully seen, they'll get into yeah. more locations that you can just go to a you know go to any pub 
and there'll always be something great on tap mm. or in a can. Um, I really hope there's still that kind of diversity and competition in this industry. Okay. Would you like to hear my hopes? Go for it. My first one is... Oh, hope, whoa, whoa, whoa. hope. What? Oh, I hope she did say hope. I yeah. hope things go back to normal. <laughs> it's my first one. But more specifically... Yeah. Um, I hope both breweries and venues, so tap rooms, bars, you know, tasting rooms, yeah. all of that... Yeah. I hope those that have had to close can reopen or at least in some way still be part of the community, whether that's an, on like an online store, like with Optimism. Yeah. Um, who never got around to opening a shop anyway. But I mean, that was gone. way before. That was even before. No, I know. Thing. But like, I, I just think if you've had to close down, maybe that's something you can think of doing or, yeah. you know, getting the support of other people within the community. So um, people doing guest beers and like pushing other breweries on their website because they're still up and running mm. that kind of thing yeah um i'm hoping we can go to some festivals safely next year we've got one ticket booked for one so we hopefully do. that goes ahead exactly it's because this year was going to be our year for festivals so i'm hoping that we'll actually be able to go some and even uh, if it's just one i'm hoping for two i'm hoping for two two festivals next year the one we've got a ticket for yeah. already and the one that's local yeah, same, yeah. Um, which goes on to my next one quite nicely. I hope um, Plymouth scene that we've actually kind of built on this year is able to stand the test of time and also build on even more. We've yeah. had even more venues propping up, like Devon Cheese Bar. I think I think we've said, like, we've, we want to... We've obviously covered a lot of Plymouth's beer scene on the podcast yeah. last year and very much this year. Like I think by this point, I think every... Everyone who's making beer in Plymouth, we've spoken to yeah, this year. Like we've we've spoken to everyone. But like it would be I think for me, next year or the year after, like I'd love to do a series or an episode on like the definitive guide to Plymouth's beer scene. Which goes on to my next point really nicely. Mm. I hope we can provide some really good merch and some new content. <laughs> I really like us to do some merch that is including a Plymouth beer guide or Southwest beer guide. Yeah. That would be really cool. So yeah, the hopes are that we'll have some really cool merch. Because I, I think I think outside the breweries we've spoken to, there's some like I mean, like any city you go to, there's always some places you're never gonna like know about unless someone says that like, you should give that place a go. But like there there are definitely some places like we've spoken to breweries. Obviously we're like big advocate for um big advocate for, like, you know, vessel. Of course. I, I mean, and um, Brewdog is opening in January. We've heard. Yep. So it's going well, and there's other places. You know, there's other. There are other pubs in Plymouth that definitely serve craft beer that we've not spoken about. We've spoken about Bread and Roses, I believe. There are definitely some other locations, but like it would, and yeah. like you, you know, you you go like, well, they're not as, they're not as good as Vessel. They're not as good as the other places, and that's fine. But like, there's still a place to worth that that is worth going to. Like, yeah. You, you know, you go to Brown Roses and it's the sort of place that I'm surprised that has a pretty decent craft beer range. Mm. Like, so what I'm saying is, like, you might not be able to convince your friend to go to Vessel. No. But you might be able to convince them to go to a place like Brown Roses. Yeah. And I'm sure there's other places like that in, in Plymouth. Or the Lord High Admiral, which are... Lord High Admiral, for example. For help at the moment. They're in struggling right now. And it's yeah. places like that. And that's Plymouth. Like... I, I could go to Froome and I could point out a few places like that. Like the Griffin is very much the same as Brown Roses. You wouldn't expect them to have 
those options and I can take I it's easier for me to get a convince a friend to go there because it's somewhere that feels more traditional they've got their cider they've got yeah. their car scales yeah. but I get something as well but if you go to your traditionals and talk enough about a brewery they'll be probably interested in getting them in regardless mm. Don't I mean, you don't have to say the word craft because that puts some people off sometimes. But yeah. if you go, oh, have you tried this beer over and over and over? You could you could help out yeah. your favorite brewery in a traditional pub. Mm. But they the the main point is like I'd like to I'd like to do something that's a comprehensive kind of guide to mm. um to to what we have here and where it's going. Yeah, and you know maybe document that over time. But yeah, that's I think that's it for now. Yeah, I think we're done now. For 2020. For 2020. I think everyone's done with 2020. Yeah, yeah, well, it's not going away. So, really, it's just a continuation of 2020. No, no, that's no. I mean, look, things aren't going to change on January 1st. They're not suddenly going to get better on January 1st. But they're getting better. Getting better. We just need to, you know, fucking. But 2020 has been tough for everybody. I've I've got hopefully a good start to to the year. I'm looking forward to to new new jobs, new projects. Um, we're not 100% sure where we're going to come back in on 2020. 2021, sorry. That's going to be weird to say. Um, It'd be better to say. But, yeah. Um, but we're not, you know, the plan is to come back doing episodes in January. Yep. However, I am working, working on something that's going to take me out for two months. We'll, we'll figure something out. So we're going to try and work yeah, around that. So we'll, we we'll the, the tentative date is we will put out some episodes in the middle of January. Yes. We're going to take a couple of weeks, a few weeks off. Even if it means we have to like... Even if we put out a couple of episodes and then we pause for a bit and then put out some more episodes later down the line. Yeah. But we'll be back. And we'll be on all the socials. Um, Phoebe will constantly be drinking on Untapped. <laughs> well... You can find her at Phoebe Ward. I might take a little break because I think that's healthy, but not in January because that's not healthy. <laughs> um, you can find Phoebe on Untapped. You can. You can find us as a podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Google Play, Castbox, Castbox, most places. You can find us on socials: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> These are strong beers. Um, email us at email us at hello hops at gmail dot com for any recommendations. Thank any- you very much for people that have said that they've really enjoyed our uh, yeah. episodes recently. It's been really nice. Yeah, uh, it's nice hearing that all the dumb questions we ask. Uh, people are people like the dumb questions. Well, you know, no, no question keep... is a dumb question. That's incorrect, Phoebe. How dare you even say that? That's a dumb statement. Yeah. What are you going to say now? Now who needs to leave the snobbery at this? <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening. I hope everyone has a great Christmas, a great New Year. Whatever and... you're doing. Yes. Have a lovely, jolly time generally. Live in the moment. Look after yourselves. Yeah, stay safe. Yeah. And we'll see you in 2021. 20, 21! Fa la 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 la. <laughs>